0: On the field and inside the clubhouse, this is Brewers Extra Innings. Blackman Comebacker. This one is
1: over.
2: Well, the Brewers do it again. Overcoming a Colorado lead today with that big six-run eighth inning. The final
0: 10-4. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field with Jerry Augustine. Here's
3: Matt Pauly. That's a solid win for the Brewers today. 10-4 over Colorado. They secure the series victory. They're now looking for a series sweep if they can win tomorrow here at American Family Field. Welcome into the program. My name is Matt Pauly, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine, alongside and Augie, the team... uh explodes for the six runs in the eighth inning and they they come back already their 21st come from behind win this year, which is incredible.
4: You know, it's one thing we've seen on this ball club lately is scoring runs late in the ball game, being able to get guys on base and applying pressure. And that's what's really nice to see, especially as you go through the year. You see what this team has been struggling at the play at times, to come back, get guys on, get good at bats late in the ball game, get guys on base. But you also don't get them on base. You get them over and you get them in. And that's so important. Big six-run, eighth inning today was pretty special and started out with the the base walk, the hit by pitch. and I know you don't like this, but the bunt played a big role And I tell you what, I thought uh Peterson put down a perfect bunt.
3: The bunt did play a big role. There was a bunt single in this game earlier. That's right. Uh there was that it was Wong, right? Colton Wong. Yeah, Wong Is... put down the bunt single and then the Peterson uh the other that rule goes as a bunt single and uh that loads up the bases. So yeah, the, the bunt played big today.
4: Will we be able to get you over to the other side a little bit? I'm so not... that... <sighs>
3: Augie, come because, on! Don't do this. But the, no,
4: I'm only kidding. But you know it does. There's times when you see in a game when it is going to be huge, and you got to like what Craig did today with the with Peterson laying down the bunt. It was a time where they've been able to apply pressure against this Colorado Colorado bullpen. We've seen it in Colorado. We saw it in the first game here, and late in the ball game, you want to apply pressure. You want to make that defense move, and that's exactly what Peterson laid really down the perfect bunt. Was able to. Uh, score a couple, score a couple runs, going to six runs. I think big part of the ball game.
3: For the record, my, <laughs> I am against bunting when it takes uh, when you need when. When it takes an opportunity for multiple runs, really off the board. So what you're doing is, if you have a big hitter that you're asking to bunt, if if, if Colton Wong wants to put down bunt singles all the time, I'm good with that. You know, that's a that's a great opportunity for that. Pitchers coming up and sacrificing, I'm good with that. Even there with Peterson, even if that's just a sacrifice bunt, that's still a good decision at that point because you, you need the one run basically at that point in time. So. Um, there are. I had no issue with any of the bunts in this game today, and I even was, the Hauser bunt.
4: The Hauser bunt where, they, where yeah, the, the play things went came crazy. In. Yeah, you're making guys move, and that's one time when I, one thing when I was in college, I was. I, it's not that I love the bunt, but there were times I think when you want to make the defense move, you want to change the game a little bit, do something a little bit different. That the bunt does play a role, and today it played a big role for the Brewers.
3: Yeah, it, it absolutely did. If you want to join us, if you want to talk about the bunt. You can. (laughs) 855-616-1620. It's 855-616-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air, as the uh, Brewers come away uh, with a uh, 10-4 victory today over Colorado. We are live at American Family Field. We continue on with the program in just a moment here on WTMJ.
0: Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on WTMJ. Three runs are in and the pitch. Yelich to right center
2: and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here! Gone for Christian Yelich! And they add two more! With a Yelich home run, is fifth of the year
3: against the left hander, Ben. get the 10-4 win today over the uh, over the Colorado Rockies as they are victorious at American Family Field. They've taken the first two games of this series. Welcome back into the program along with former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. I'm Matt Pauley. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the Accident Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Or you can uh, t- uh, tweet in at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Mike in Colorado, who is not a, he's not a Rockies fan, he's a very uh, uh, loyal listener and uh, texter into our program, says, uh, got to be one of the best wins, all-around wins so far, some big clutch hits, good bunts, love it, also along with that timely pitching, very, very, very good victory, Colton Wong, what an excellent addition, I'm so glad the Brewers signed him, and um, Ask about his contract status. We'll get to that uh, in a moment. Says uh, Sanchez, the pitcher, looks very promising and cheers for Jace Peterson. He uh, gets the great bunt and later scored. So a uh, good text from Mike. Uh, Colton is signed through next year. Uh, there's I think he has a maybe a, he has an option for the third year if I remember correctly. I have to bring it up, but it was a, it's a base two year deal uh, with with what he signed. He did come up. I don't I don't know if I've seen an injury update on him yet. Uh, he had to come out of the game today because of that uh, left calf tightness. So hopefully that's not anything serious. Um, uh, Mike Vassallo, the Brewers PR guy, just had uh, PR sent out a tweet today mentioning the fact that uh, he has nine three hit games this year. That's second in the National League, only to Trey Turner, who has one more at 10. And Wong has missed 24 games on the injury list. It's incredible uh, what he's been able to do. Yeah, and in the leadoff spot, he's done, done so
4: good in that leadoff spot. You know, we could talk about his defense. He's got that gold glove second baseman and really adds to the- that part of the the Brewer defense, but when you look at what he's done offensively, very aggressive in there gets on base, starts the game with a lot of good good times of getting on base, hitting home run, and when he gets on base, he can steal a base, but you know you really have to like what he has done for the ball club he's come here with that very positive attitude, you listen to him talk. Even after the game, when he talks about the game and how it's been played, it's very constructive. It's about going out and improving yourself and going out and doing what's best for the ball club. And that's really, that's really paid a lot of dividends. It's that attitude that that you want to have on this ball club. And you want it not just one or two players. You want it on all 25 or 26 or Fifty ball players yeah. that we do have to come in with that same kind of attitude, and yeah, you have that you have that around, and all of a sudden, everybody starts believing, you start winning ball games, and you do it in some fun fashions like they did today.
3: And Wong's contract, he is signed through next year, and then in twenty twenty three, there is a uh, ten million dollar. I believe it's a player option that includes a uh, two million dollar buyout if he doesn't pick that up. He's just been such a, he's fit in so well, and I think that's something that. David Stearns and Matt Arnold are very good at at finding players who not just fit from like a clubhouse perspective, but fit on how the team wants to do things. Now, the players do have to perform. They thought the exact same thing on Jackie Bradley Jr., and he has yet to perform to the level that, that they thought that he would perform at. But Wong is a great example of a guy who can step right in and be part of this thing and be a kind of a core member of this team just right from Jump Street.
4: You know, sometimes you go to another club and it's a fresh start, and I think when you talk about quoten Col- uh, Wong, coming over here, he knew, what his job was. He played in the same division. He understands this ballpark. He played so many games here and really played, uh, did a good job on the offensive side. But you know, we thought about his de- defense, how much he was going to help us. And we want to have the great defense. That's where we're going to win ball games or our great pitching. But the offensive side, he is a guy that has really been the, that guy who has been versatile, where you can put him different places in the lineup, but I think we've found a great spot in that leadoff spot. He takes a lot of pitches and really sets the stage for the ball club.
3: Hey, uh, a text message from Doug, our daily uh, text from Doug. <laughs> I said three weeks ago they were on their way to 93 wins. They still are. Do you think that's enough to win the division? Might not be able to get the wild card with the way the West is. Finally, production from the outfield, but try to play Taylor more makes a difference. And he's Doug loves Tyrone Taylor, and and Taylor is continuing to come through with big hits for this team, and uh, as he continues to perform this way, he's going to push himself into the lineup more and more often. Uh, Doug, in a text during Brewers' warm-up today, also said Taylor needs to move up in the order and Yelich needs to move down, and (laughs) that's not where I'm going to be in agreement with him, and we're seeing Yelich kind of slowly come into form. But as far as 93 wins to win the division, I think I, I don't know if they win 93, and I don't know if any team in the division does win 93. I think this division is not
4: – it's it's such a good division. And, you know, every each and every year I, we always hear about, oh, this division, you'll be, you'll be lucky we'll get the one team that wins the division in the playoffs. And it's always – two or three that are right there in the end so uh, i don't know if it's going to be 93 wins i don't know how many wins it's going to take but this is getting to be a very good division and even you talk about you know we talk about the top three and most people talk about the the brewers the cardinals and the cubs and then cincinnati's just down a grade but they're a very very good offensive ball club you go in there you really got to hit the ball but i'll tell you one thing the Pittsburgh Pirates have done some damage inside this division. They look what they did to the Cardinals. They beat two out of three. I think they took two out of three mm-hmm. from yeah. the Cardinals. They can do some damage. They're a little. They have got a little pesky offensive clubs with. So I think it's the gap is tightening. I don't know if 93 wins is it is going to win it. But I'll tell you what. When you play in the division, just like you've always said, Matt, you got to win inside the division in order to win the division.
3: Yeah, and I think you know you get two wild cards now, and you do look at the West and you see three really good teams with the Giants with the Dodgers and with the Padres I guess if you had to choose who would be the wild cards at this point it probably would be both of those teams from the west and you would only get one team from the NL Central Inn but there's a lot of baseball left to be played
4: there is you know we're just getting to the halfway and you know getting to that all-star break and I'll tell you when you get into that after that all-star break you get into the second half of july and you get into to august i'll tell you what, a lot is being told you just want to set the stage be close be within distance that you have a good opportunity when it comes to september because september baseball heats up and that's where you get that's where you get your playoff teams is how well you play in september and this brewer ball club is each and every month we've seen improving in different areas they got the great pitching we all know about that it's something that if they have to continue to do but offensively they got to get better
3: If the season were to end at this very moment, the Dodgers and the Padres would be the two wild cards. The Cubs right now are three games back of the Dodgers and Padres uh, of that wild card spot. And then you fall to the Reds after that. Six and a half back. Nationals eight back. Cardinals eight and a half back. Even the Nationals have been playing a lot better baseball recently. Yeah, they
4: have. uh, They're starting to get the good pitching. They're getting healthy. It's all about, you know, we've gone through something after last year with with the COVID and playing the 60 games. We didn't know what a full season was going to be and it's it's really a difference for these players to go and i think that's one reason we're seeing a lot of injuries is because i think guys went went out after last year's season and worked hard to get ready but there's a big difference in preparing yourself and we're seeing a lot more injuries there's no question about that Every team is has injuries and to significant people, but I'm going to tell you what I think. When we get in that second half, every team is being very cautious and trying to get healthy because August and September are so important.
3: Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air. M A T T P A U L E Y on air. We'll continue on in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings.
0: This is Brewer's Extra Innings on WTMJ.
1: Hauser, no surprise, squaring the bunt here, and he bunts it to the first baseman, Crone who bobbles it. The throw to third, goes up the line and hits the tarp. Here is going to score. Pena's being waved around third. He's headed for home. Here's the throw, and it's going to be in time. Hauser goes all the way to third on the play. is still down at the plate, a little slow to get up.
3: Brewers get the win over Colorado. Brewers extra innings continues. We're live from American Family Field. I'm Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. Alongside, if you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting into the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Or tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Dan texted in the program, says, Interesting discussion on Colton Wong. I was never a fan of his when uh, he was a Cardinal. Can you give a comparison of his numbers with St. Louis versus Milwaukee? I have to say that he's better here. Uh, Clearly, it's a smaller sample size because you're not even halfway through the season. But when you do look at at some of his numbers, like from from a batting average perspective... Um, as I have this on one of my tabs, I just brought this up during the break, and now it's all of a sudden gone. Give me one second. What's going on here? Ta- I'll tell you why you're finding it.
4: Okay, I'm going to okay. read. I'm I got it. Read, since you're a tab, okay. since yes. you're a, you're a stat man, I just will read a couple of stats, and okay. you can go to Colton along. The Brewers are eighteen and six against the NL West. They're twenty-five and nine on day games, hitting a home run. They're thirty-five, 36 and eighteen out hitting an opponent thirty and nine, and when scoring four runs, thirty-six and eight. Take it over.
3: Thank you. That's good. That's good. Uh, his batting average this year at two ninety-four. His previous career high in batting average, twenty-nineteen, was St. Louis uh, at two eighty-five. His on base this year is 349. That's pretty much on par with where he's been. His, season, his career high on base percentage in a season was 376 in 2017. He is slugging 490 this year. That would be a career high. Uh, his OPS this year is 839. That also would be a career high. So he's on pace right now for a career high in batting average, slugging percentage, and OPS. So that clearly shows you he 's putting up better numbers now than he did uh, when he was in st louis
4: yeah i don 't know how you feel about it you know we 've watched him over with St. Louis for the last couple of years and in the time that he 's been there and we see what well, how what he did with in St Louis at times he 'd run to run some problems and they 'd put other guys at second base and all that but it just seems he has some renewedness here, like you know what he 's that veteran guy he 's the guy that Young players are going to look up. He's a guy that this organization is going to look up to help this club get over that hump and get to the playoffs and hopefully get to a World Series. And you can kind of tell that in his the way he goes about his job, the way he talks about the job, and the way he is to his teammates. And, you know, those are the type of guys that you need those guys You need those guys on the team. They're not the guys who are all the time rah-rah, but they're always those guys that are there for you that are giving 100% each and every time they take the field.
3: Let's get into this game a little bit more than we have already, specifically when it comes to uh, Adrian Hauser. How did you think... He pitched today because he obviously ran into a little bit of trouble towards the end of his day. I thought he kept the team in
4: the ballgame. I think that was the most important thing. I thought when you look at Adrian Hauser and you look at what he's done against right-hand hitters, he's got a ground ball rate of about 65%. That's a really special number. That means that you guys are hitting the ball on the ground and the ground balls is a key. Today he had six. But I thought today just didn't quite have the command that he usually has. We saw him go to 9 Three ball counts, four of those of course were it walks. And that's something when you talk about a guy who's a ground ball guy is a guy who has contact early in the count. So as far as his sharpness, I don't think he had the sharpness that he would have liked, but I kept the team in the ball game, he was able to make adjustment. We saw a lot more breaking balls than we usually see from him. But his real key is when he's got good command of that, that sinking fastball is that ground ball. And he did get a couple got a double play when he needed it. But i Deep in accounts is something that he needs to stay away from.
3: Yeah, six ground ball outs is not a great number for him. That's right. He's got to do generally put together a little bit more than that. Also, times we've talked about when he's at his best, he attacks. And at times it felt like today he wasn't attacking quite as much.
4: Yeah, he didn't have that good command, and you know that's where his success is. He ground ball, ground ball guys are guys that go out and they pound that zone down the zone. They if they want throws breaking ball, he threw a couple breaking balls for strikes. But then getting that good ground ball down, and he didn't. I don't think he just ma- had that master today. He didn't have the good command of it, and that's why he saw the three ball counts rise, rise, and he had nine of them today.
3: We uh, I talked about this a little bit on Brewers warm up today, and it's becoming a real key for this team with these comeback wins, getting really good bullpen performances from maybe not your your A kind of guys, your A bullpen, and and, not, and I, I I feel bad even putting Brent Suter in that conversation because that's not true. I mean, he's certainly a guy who uh, accounts for high leverage innings, and Brad Boxberger is as well. But it was just it was a little bit different today, and it, this this more applies to yesterday's game than today's game. But the point I am trying to make is. When the bullpen comes in and puts up zeros and you're down in a game or you're tied in a game, whatever it might be, it gives you the opportunity to – Find those runs later to put you ahead, and that's exactly what happens today. It is becoming a trend with this team that the bullpen is really giving them an opportunity to win games.
4: And what you're seeing out of a bullpen, you're having guys coming in and not giving that one in that one inning where they give you the zero. There are some guys that are coming in like Suter did today, the to two innings of putting zeros up there after after Colorado got the lead was so important because the way this team has played late in the ball game, they know they can come back. They know they're going to apply pressure. They know the weakness of this. Colorado team is their bullpen, and we saw it today, and as we did yesterday, We were able to late in the game go extra innings and then get the guys. But guys like Suter and, and these guys coming in the game are so important to put up a couple zeros, get that momentum going back to where you want it. And today it was Brad Suter.
3: Yeah, it, it was, and he. It's funny watching guys get frustrated. It, it, like the Rockies are kind of in a bad spot already, so I know there's probably a, a fair amount of frustration going through that uh, going through that clubhouse. But to watch some of the reactions from guys after they strike out against him, you could just tell they're going, how, how, did I, "How did I strike out against Brent Suter?" And that's been the reaction Suter's probably been getting throughout his entire career. Well,
4: he's 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 a different animal. You know, you, he's not that left hander that sinks the ball away and sinks the ball. The ball runs away from a right hand hitter and into a left hand hitter. It's the exact opposite. He has that little cut ball and he the one thing that brent really uh, brent has really done is he's able to locate it he he's a guy who's not overpowering but can pitch up in the zone because as the ball that gets in on you and you can't get to get around in it and he's starting to locate it he's starting to get that change up away a little bit and uh, i'll tell you what he's throwing the ball extremely well right now
3: Brewers come away with a win, a good, solid win against the Rockies 10-4 as they take the first two games of the series, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauly on air. That's Jerry Augustine. I'm Matt Pauley. We're back with more in a moment live from American Family Field on WTMJ.
0: It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauly on WTMJ. <laughs>
1: 1-2 pitch, and Garcia charged down the left field line, back and gone! Avisael Garcia ties this game at four with a solo shot to left.
3: Brewers get the win today, 10-4, the final score. Welcome back into to Brewers x <laughs> here at WTFJ. Technology is letting both Augie and myself down today, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll we're, make it. We're we'll trudging it. through here, uh, and the Brewers more than trudge through uh, their day as they get the 10-4 victory. If you want to join us, you can do so, 855-616-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk. A text, line, a text from the 414 deadline is less than five weeks away. Looking at the league, there isn't many de- uh, decent first basemen on teams that would be selling. Should the Brewers go after Miggy Miguel Cabrera? There's been talk about Story, but where would he fit in? So I, Trevor Story's not going to be a Brewer.
4: That's I agree.
3: Okay, so we'll just start there. There's he doesn't fit in. He's going to cost too much. He's not going to be a Brewer. Um, I still think there is a possibility that the Brewers do bring in a first baseman. This is a really, really key next couple of weeks for Castanheira. He is going to be given every opportunity in the world to show that he can uh, revert back to his form from two years ago we've seen some signs here over the last couple of days, which is good. He gets the home run yesterday. He got a base hit today. He did strike out a couple times today as well. That's what Really, that's what I look at more than anything else is how often he's striking out. That's what alarms me about Hira. But he's going to – I think you kind of put a pause on things just to see what he's going to do. We've talked about yeah, – there's there's a lot of guys who are, are probably going to be out there on the market. Miggy's one of them. the Colorado first baseman, C.J. Crone, he would look probably pretty good in a Brewer's uniform. People mentioned Jesus Aguilar maybe coming back. I mean, there's other names out there. Um, I, They all would be an upgrade over what the Brewers have gotten so far at first base.
4: You know, the one thing that David Stearns and Matt Arnold do a, an excellent job, and along with Craig, is they really do a great job evaluating and see who's going to fit the ball club, and I think that's the most important part, whether we all talk about the corners, we know Urias is really swinging the bat, he's hitting close to 300 in the last 20 games, and and Keston came up and had a home run yesterday had a base hit today, got the big uh, sacrifice fly yesterday bat looks a little bit better like you said, this strike out a couple times, but I, I, I think any way that they feel that they can help the ball club, they know the corner position is going to be a key going down the stretch. They're going to have to get production from it. So, you know, they're so good at evaluating who they're going to get. It's, it's hard to tell. There's a lot of people out there. There might be someone we don't even think, talk about that might be that guy. So it's going to get interesting. We got till the end of July, and we're gonna. It's gonna. Is that when it is? I, I don't July thirty first. July thirty first. We got till July thirty first. I'm sure there's a lot of evaluating, and a lot of talking going on right now amongst a lot of teams in the major leagues.
3: Christian Yelich today goes two for five, two runs, three RBIs. He hits the home run. It just. You don't want to make too much out of one single game, but even he has a couple home runs in the last week or so. It just feels like it is it's it's slowly moving back to what we use and i we don't know if we're ever going to see the 2018 2019 version of christian yalich again and he has been a very productive hitter on this team don't get me wrong in no way am i saying that he's not been a a good hitter but in terms of people want to see more power from him that's what people are waiting for and i think it's a good sign every time he goes into one of these periods where we do see a little bit more power from him
4: yeah we're seeing him a little bit more comfort i see a better comfort level with him at and being able to make the adjustments and you know make- make a mistake like the, the home run he hit today a little mistake over the middle plate and he put a just a great swing on it and we're seeing him go in the opposite way i i think i like Christian when he can when he covers that whole plate and, and really pits that ball the opposite way just seems like he is really swinging about real well. We've seen that lately and I think he's making good adjustments. They're still trying to I still think they're really trying to pitch him in a lot, mm-hmm. make him conscious of it and then maybe get him out of the way, but he's starting to make those great adjustments. A lot more comfort at that and relaxed at the play.
3: He's drawing so many walks and it takes discipline when you're drawing that many walks to know what pitches to swing at and what pitches not to swing at. Because as a hitter, you, you'll you take your walks, but you don't want to walk. You're not going to the plate going, oh, I hope I walk. You're going to the plate wanting to cause some damage. So if uh, if in a normal at-bat for Yelich, maybe he gets one, maybe he gets two pitches that he can do damage with, maybe he gets none, You're just recognizing how, how rare it's going to be for him to get those kind of pitches. And that
4: patience is starting to pay off for him.
3: It, it is. And the other side of it is, the more the rest of the Brewers' uh, hitters also come up big. You know, I thought... I, having Aviseo Garcia behind him I think is good for him and you want to see uh, just more protection in the lineup for him as well. Yeah and
4: you got Navars too behind him. you yeah. got you got a couple guys that's not just one too and, and also who you've got in front of them. you got guys getting on base applying a little, a little pressure. You get the guys on base it changes things and I think what you're seeing is you're seeing the guys in front of them getting on base but those guys right behind him if they can do some damage and they're swinging the bat real well like obviously Al uh, and Omar is right now it, pay, it makes a big difference to this lineup.
3: Now you uh, go into tomorrow and you hope that you can come away with a series sweep. This is not a good Colorado team. They've got they've got some pieces. Obviously, there's some good players on this team. A lot of their starting pitchers are good, but their their bullpen is horrendous and they they obviously don't play well on the road just based off their road record. An opportunity for a series sweep tomorrow.
4: It is, it is, and you know you gotta you got you gotta go out and you gotta pitch well. I mean offensively this team can put some damage on you. You got some guys in the beginning of that order can get on base and swing the bat, hit home runs. So you know when you got Eric Lauer on it, he's been throwing the ball good, he's getting that regular routine. I look for him to go out and just really command the strike zone real well. He does best when he commands that outer half and and then can own the inner half with that good fastball, four-seam fastball, and that good breaking ball.
3: 10-4 Brewers get the win over the Rockies. When we come back after the news, the post-game comments for manager Craig Council. But first, our top of the hour news, which begins in two minutes here on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ.
0: Swinging a liner to left, going to get another run home. This is going to be another double.
2: <clears throat> Avi Garcia scores. And pulling in the second with
3: another $50 double is Willie Adamas. 10-4. Brewers get the win over the Rockies today. They've taken the first two games of the series with the win. They now go to 44-33, and 33, back to being 11 games over five hundred. Manager Craig Council meeting with the media downstairs just a little while ago. Opened up his uh, thoughts talking about some of the really good at-bats that uh, Omar Narvaez has been giving this club
5: yeah I mean he just you know that's why he's been so successful this year. he, he just keeps himself alive and at bats, and um you know it's something it doesn't have to it's not always a hard hit ball but he, but something good happens because he's keeping himself alive. I mean his first base hit yesterday is just a little grounder to the other side of the field, but it, it ends up being a base hit because he's keeping himself alive so another one today um you know fouled off a bunch of good tough pitches and then finally got a one he could move forward. Any preliminary update on Colton, yeah, I mean it looks like a, 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 a we're not really sure probably hopefully a cramp is what we're thinking. He just has just his left cramp, left calf just tightened up um, feels pretty good right now um there's there's some symptoms that resemble a cramp, so we're we'll he you know, won't play tomorrow um, but I think you know we're hoping it's a cramp, yeah. We'll, we'll probably know more tomorrow when he shows up and and does gets a little activity going. Just how much did it kind of seemed like old times there in the eighth inning A big crowd yell at and big rally just to kind of makes you think things are kind of back to normal in a little bit. Well, I mean, I, I would I don't know about that. I mean, we had a good eighth inning. A lot of people did good things. Luis Urias had a huge hit. Also had a huge hit before that. You know, I mean, the, the notion that Christian has to hit homers every at-bat is wrong. Uh, that, that's, that's, not, that's not how this works. Um, he got a pitch to hit. He did some, did, did something good with it. Um, had a base hit earlier in the game. So Christian's doing a good job. He's helping us win. He's having a nice offensive season. Um, I, I know our his standards are really high, and our, all of our standards for him are really high. Um but just just continue to have good at bats, and we put together a great, really good offensive day today. Um, that, that a lot of people contributed to. Craig, what about the job the bottom
2: of the order did to set up that inning? You know, with Robertson's walk and
5: Jace's, block. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just everybody did their job. Robertson, great at bat. Uh, so almost similar to the the Omar at bat yesterday to lead off lead off the eleventh. Um, you know, Jace executed a bunt just beautifully executed bunt that put some pressure on the defense and that's what set it all up really is a a nice bunt that put put it was it was such so well placed that it put some pressure on them to make a play and they couldn't make a play Craig, craig so that bunt was called from the bench uh yes hey craig also just um about the bullpen you know it was kind of. It became a lopsided game at the end, but it was pretty close for a little while. And you got two innings out of Brent Suter after after giving him a break. It seemed, and then even when it does get late late in the game, Miguel Sanchez came in throwing strikes in that in that situation, like you talked about the other day. Yeah, you know, Brent's Brent's been. You know, we we haven't used Brent as much just the way the games have kind of worked out here in the last couple of weeks. Um, so we got got him in a a kind of familiar spot today where, where he's done a really good job in the past for us and and he did it today um that that's his job is to kind of in that game that's you know earlier in the game and and maybe down one with with the way some of the other guys have, have thrown the ball we can we can use brent and he did a great he did a fabulous job um those two innings are you know they, they go unnoticed for a middle reliever but that they keep the game there. They keep pressure on the other team. Um, you know, we don't, we, we, they keep our bullpen kind of in order. So that's a, that's a big part of this game. Um, and Miguel Sanchez is, you know, he's, he's done a beautiful job. He's just, he's coming and pounded the strike zone. And uh, that's, that's what we expected him to do.
0: Greg, we've talked off and on
5: with Adrian this season about, you know, fighting his mechanics and down the amount of stuff. that. that. Was he his own worst enemy a little bit today Uh, with, you know, he'd have a good at bat, but then not a good at bat. Yeah. There was, there was some pitches that you haven't seen from Adrian, just the misses, you know, he missed with his fastball a little bit more than usual today um, where he kind of had hitters, uh, you know, like in a good spot. And he just, the misses were just big, bigger, which makes it easier on the hitter. Um, So, just one of those days, you know, and then a, then a really good hitter, uh, got him at, the, you know, he had a chance to get through five with, with two runs really. And then story got him, unfortunately, on a, a three, two slider in the zone. So, you know, you he, probably like to have that pitch back. Um, and then it's, it's, it's kind of a different outing, but you know, that's, it's a good, good learning point for Adrian is that it's, um, you got to stay dialed in. And I thought, in a lot of cases, he did. He, you know, his first inning was a little shaky, and then he got kind of back dialed in. Um, made made pretty good pitches, so um, it, it's still progress in my eyes because he, he's battling through it and he gets us gets us through five innings. In a lot of these matchups, Craig, with the Rockies, um, your bullpen has held them late, and you've done some damage on their bullpen. It just shows you about getting to the twenty something else, doesn't it? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I think that it impacts your decisions. And that's when, when guys like um, guys are doing a job, like, like Brent Suter's doing his job, doing such a great job. Um, Like uh, cousins did yesterday, you know, that, that, those, those are huge innings for sure. Those are the glue innings that that keep us in it. And and like you said, make their relievers every pitch is, is a tough one. Um, And when you can keep doing that, you know, you can find a crack once in a while. That was a really good swing. Navi put on a low curve ball, wasn't it from Chassin? Those are not easy pitches to hit. Yeah, by. no, I mean, a right-handed, right-handed breaking balls from Chassin. And we've seen a lot of that are, are not easy for right-handers. Um, he's got the sinker and the, the, the sweeping slider that just, that goes away from you. So, you know, probably helped. He's seen Chassin a little bit over the past week. Um, if anything, that, that was probably worked in our advantage that obviously had a couple of bats against him. Um, but, I mean, Justin was tough against us today. Again, he makes made some good pitches, and his breaking ball was good.
3: Manager Craig Council speaking with the media just a little while ago. You score 10 runs. There's a lot of highlights, so let's get to them. That's next. Brewers win over the Rockies, 10-4. This is Brewers Extra Innings.
0: Ready for this?
3: Fly ball. This? Deep right.
0: And this?
3: Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Bolling. A 10-4 victory for the Brewers over the Rockies. It would be the Rockies who would uh, score first, top of the first inning, as uh, Rymel Tapia, by the way, the starting pitching matchup, Adrian Hauser going for the Brewers, Antonio Sensitala going for the Rockies. As I was saying, top of the first inning, Rymel Tapia gets a base hit, steals second, and then Jonathan Daza at the plate.
2: And the pitch, going to swing away this time. Bouncer back up the middle. Colorado is going to have the lead here early, first two hitters.
3: So it's a one nothing game, but the Brewers would answer that run and more in the bottom of the first inning. It all gets going with the leadoff man, Colton Wong. Sensatella
2: deals again. Colton lines one to right in the corner. This one could be a double. He's going to try. The throw to second is going to be
3: safe. So he's on at second to start the game after the first out is recorded. Christian Yelich is at the plate. And the pitch. Yelich lines
2: a base hit to right.
3: Here's Colton Wong. The throw coming home. It'll be
2: way off target. And the crew has tied the game on a rocket to right
3: by Christian Yelich. Second out is recorded, but Christian Yelich moves to second on a balk, then a walk to Willie Adamas. And it brings up Tyrone Taylor.
2: And the pitch. Swing and the bouncer back up the middle. It's gonna be 2 to one Brewers when this one comes to rest. And runners will wind up at first and third. And the Brewers have the lead. And Tyrone Taylor has his 16th RBI of the year.
3: 2-1. It would stay that way for a while as Adrian Hauser was pitching well, but he would run into a little bit of trouble in the fourth inning. Trevor Story leads the inning off by being hit by a pitch. He then steals a second. A Ryan McMahon ground out moves Story to third after C.J. Crone walks. Brendan Rogers does this. 0-1 pitch, and this is a soft liner. Going to get
1: over the head of Wong and into center field. Story will trot home and tie this game at two. Crone advances to second base.
3: But the Brewers would answer in the bottom of the fourth inning. It uh, gets it going uh, with uh, Keston here as he uh, gets a base hit. Um so here is on at first Then Manny Pena walks so runners on at first and second for Adrian Hauser
1: Hauser no surprise squaring to bunt here and he bunts it to the first baseman Cron, who bobbles it, the throw to third goes up the line and hits the tarp here going to score. is being waved around third. He's headed for home. Here's the throw, and it's going to be in time. Hauser goes all the way to third on the play. Pena's still down at the plate, a little slow to get up.
3: They ruled a fielder's choice, so they don't give Hauser the sacrifice, and then the air allows the run to score. Makes it a 3-2 game. But the Rockies would uh, make some noise again in the top of the fifth inning. With uh, one out. Jonathan Daza walks, but he is then caught stealing second base, so two outs in the inning. Charlie Blackman, though, would get a base hit. A wild pitch would put him at second, and that would bring up the always dangerous Trevor Story.
2: 3-2 delivery. Here it is, and Story drives on the center. This is big, big trouble. Way back
3: and gone
2: for Trevor Story. A two-run home run. He hit that one a ton to dead center.
3: Yeah, he did, and that would give the Rockies the lead 4-3. Brent Suter would come in to pitch the sixth inning for the Brewers. He would put up a zero. Former Brewer Yolise Chassin would put up a zero in the sixth for the Rockies, another zero for uh, Brent Suter in the seventh, and we would go to the bottom of the seventh. Chassin still pitching for Colorado. Second batter he faces is uh, Visayo Garcia. One-two pitch, and Garcia charged down the left field line, back.
1: Abisail Garcia Ties this game at four with a solo shot
3: to left Brad Boxberger throws a scoreless eighth inning So it is 4-4 going to the bottom of the eighth That's when Carlos Estevez comes in to pitch for the Rockies First batter he faces is Daniel Robertson He walks Next hitter is uh, Manny Pena. He was hit by a pitch He kind of sold it It was actually challenged. It was one of those things where if they wouldn't have said it was a hit by a pitch, they probably weren't going to get it to go in the other direction. He barely got nicked, if got nicked at all. But he was on. So the Brewers have runners on at first and second for Jace Peterson. And the pitch showing bunt. It's up along third. It's a beauty. And it's going to wind up as a base hit. They're loaded now with nobody else. As well of a place bunt as you could have as Peterson was going up there looking to sacrifice and it turns into a base hit. So then uh, Omar Nervias comes up as a pinch hitter.
2: is ready and deals. Omar to center. This is going to get one home. Daza the catch. And the throw coming on the third. It is going to be cut off and uh, the throw back to second by Trevor Story, not in time. Everybody moves up and the
3: Brewers have the lead. But they're not even close to being done in the inning. Next hitter is Luis Arias. Here he comes, swinging a bouncer, back up the middle, a base hit. Two more are gonna score on a base hit by Luis Arias. That would end the day for Carlos Estevez, the day that he did not enjoy. It would bring in Ben Bowden, He didn't really enjoy his day either, largely because of the first pitch that he throws to Christian Yelich. Three runs are in and the pitch. Yelich to right center and deep. Get up!
2: Get up! Get out of here! Gone for Christian Yelich! And they add two more! With a Yelich home run, his fifth of the year against the left-hander, Ben Bowden.
3: Hill Garcia would then hit a ground rule double to center field and that would bring up Willie Adamas.
2: Swinging a liner to left, going to get another run home. This is going to be another double. Avi Garcia scores and pulling in the second with another
3: $50 double is Willie Adamas. So six runs on five hits in the inning as the Brewers take a 10-4 lead. It was kind of funny as that inning went along when it got started, Josh Hader was up in the bullpen. He was going to come into the game if it was a tie game or if it was going to be uh, a save situation. As the lead started to grow a little bit, they got Trevor Richards up, so it was Hader and Richards. Then as the lead grew a little bit more, they sat both of those pitchers down. Instead, they brought in Miguel Sanchez. He put together a nice ninth, doesn't give up a run or a hit, and the Brewers come away with the victory today today as they win 10-4 with the win the brewers go to 44 and 33 the rockies they drop to 31 and 46 winning totals for the brewers 10 runs 14 hits no errors nine left for the rockies four runs seven hits one error and they leave eight winning pitcher is Brad Boxberger he goes to 3 and 2 carlos esteves takes the loss he drops to 2 and 1 home runs in the game Trevor Story hitting his ninth for the Rockies, but El Garcia gets his 14th, and Christian Yelich gets his fifth for the Brewers. It was played in front of 32,573 folks, taking three hours and 40 minutes here at American Family Field. Brewers come away with the win, 10-4 over the Rockies. We'll preview the series finale and also give you some scores from around baseball, and we'll get out of here. That's up next. This is Brewers Extra Innings.
0: This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ.
3: A 10-4 win for the Brewers today as they knock off the Colorado Rockies. They've taken the first two games of the series. One more tomorrow as they look for a series sweep. And that's going to wrap up that run of games for about a month where they were playing teams uh, below 500. Now the Reds did get above 500 during uh, that period but when it started it was all teams that were going to be uh, below 500 and it was really the Reds were the only team that the Brewers really struggled against uh, during this entire time. Let's take a look at scores from around the rest of the National League Central. Brewers have a game and a half lead right now on the Cubs. They'll either be one game or two games depending on what happens in Los Angeles. Right now Cubs and Dodgers Are even 2 2. That game is in the top of the seventh inning. Alec Mills got the start for the Cubs, went four, giving up two runs on eight hits and uh, two strikeouts, two walks. Anthony Rizzo has hit a home run for Chicago, his 10th of the year. The Pirates had been uh, really giving the Cardinals uh, some trouble here over the last few days, but the Cardinals came back to uh, win today 3 1. I think that's a four game series. Yeah, that's a four game series where uh, the Pirates took the first two. So. The Pirates still have an opportunity to take the series if they win tomorrow, but tonight it was the Cardinals winning by a 3-1 score. Adam Wainwright pitches well for St. Louis. Six innings, one run on six hits, eight strikeouts, one walk. He goes to 6-5 and with a 3.59 ERA. Paul Goldschmidt, Paul DeYoung, each hitting home runs for St. Louis. And the Cincinnati Reds, they beat the Atlanta Braves today by a 4-1 score. So as we take a look at the standings right now, In the National League Central, the Brewers again have that game-and-a-half lead on the Cubs. That will be one game or two games, depending on uh, what else happens the rest of tonight with the Cubs and Dodgers. Reds are five back, Cardinals are seven back, and the Pirates, they are sitting 15 games back of the first-place Brewers. Brewers looking for the series sweep coming up tomorrow afternoon here at American Family Field. The pitching matchup, Eric Lauer will go for the crew. The lefty will go into tomorrow's game with a 1-3 and record, a 5.21 ERA. The Rockies, they are set to oppose with right-handed pitcher Chichi Gonzalez, 2-4, and four, 6.12 ERA, 110 first pitch. I'll be with you at 12 o'clock for Brewers' warm-up, and then uh, we'll get the game in, and then myself and Jerry Augustine will be back with you after the game for Brewers' extra innings. Once again, Brewers get the win today over the Rockies by a 10-4 score. They look for a series sweep tomorrow afternoon. Look forward to talking to you tomorrow for more Brewers baseball here on WTMJ.